Copy, shift boss. I got radio check. Yeah, radio is working fine. Yeah, copy all personnel. Yeah, copy, mate. The chair in the vent bag. Yeah, stitcher up there. Thanks, mate. Yeah, right, hey, copy that. G'day everyone, thanks for tuning back into the second episode of Life of Mine. I've, uh, I've been receiving lots of words of encouragement from everyone and I'm, uh, I'm absolutely stoked with it. Haven't, uh, haven't had anyone say it shit yet, uh, over, over the moon about that. So as a result, I thought I'd do a bloody record another one. Uh, so excited. Uh, yeah, I've got a yeah, very addictive personality. Miss, Mrs. reckons I'll be on to something new next week, but I, I reckon I'm going to see this podcast thing through until the end of uh, into the mighty rich and famous days. We'll, we'll see how we go. Anyway, hope everyone had a had a great weekend. Though I guess weekends don't really exist in Fife. It's either you're at bloody work or or you're on R and R, which every day is a weekend. But uh, yeah, me and the me and the missus went to In Excess tribute band last night at the local, so we're feeling a bit dusty today. So might be a bit of a lethargic tone to start with until I get warmed up. But uh, uh, the mighty mighty Manly Seagulls won today, so. I'm pretty bloody stoked, and it appears West Coast, uh, West Coast are in the process of flogging the sun. So for all the AFL supporters out there, so there's a lot of positives in life. So we're all good. So in this uh, weekend special episode, I, I thought I'd talk about heat, heat in the workplace. Um, I did did mention it in the intro intro podcast that there was uh, going to be an episode on it. So I thought I oh, may as well may as well get into it now, get us on a roll. So if you haven't worked in a hot mine before, there's some. Uh, there's some pretty distinctive uh, signs that it's pretty hot underground, and it's usually when you when you ask the blokes how their day was, and uh, usually comes back with a reply like, "Oh fuck, it's hot down there," or "Fuck me, it's hot as fuck," or "Geez, I bloody cooked myself today." If you if you're hearing those sort of those sort of terms, you know it's uh you know it's pretty hot underground without going down to see it yourself. So it's uh it's definitely uh definitely one of the biggest challenges i think in underground mining is dealing with the heat um it's very it's a one definitely one of the biggest hazards and it's especially around the summer season when it really starts heating up you uh really have to be really have to be careful on the way you manage the heat uh for yourself and for your all the blokes around you because you can uh once you once you start getting delirious and get bloody your mindset on finishing a job you don't uh don't realize how much you're actually cooking yourself so I'll uh, first go into the bit, I guess, the motivation and why I want to talk about heat. I'll, I'll share my personal experience that I, I unfortunately went through when I was uh, in the younger younger days. I was actually, um, I was actually doing my underground time, and I was doing charge up. I just, I just got on it, and I was trying to, oh, you know, flat out bullet a gate, trying to bloody keen as to get in and do it as quick as possible show everyone bloody try and prove to them i was good enough to do it or do it on a consistent basis and uh it was a it was a it was a hot mine actually uh um i think it was the first night shift actually so i've ripped in and tried to bloody go to bullet a gate and i've just gradually bloody got that dehydrated and got to the point i was like bloody profusely vomiting um cramping up cramping up in my arms and everything then it started going to got to the stage where it got really really bad it was like full body cramps just couldn't couldn't stop spewing and uh i actually had to get taken to the surface i got carried out the two blokes actually carried me into the into the medic and i was um yeah it was pretty looking back on it now i was only bloody 
23 or something so you don't I guess you don't fully appreciate or understand the risks involved um but looking back at it now um I was pretty probably I, I assume I was pretty bloody close to heat stroke um instead of heat probably gone past heat exhaustion and uh, had to get driven out two and a half hours to a hospital to go on and go on a drip and oh, it was um so yeah I guess after after going through that um I guess I don't want anyone else to go through that and it's it's but you you will if you don't manage your heat properly and if you don't uh, know the signs and symptoms and know when to stop so I guess in this episode I want to talk about a bit of a general general chat about heat why why it is hot underground uh, ways reasons why it, some mines are hotter than others and i guess talk about uh effects of heat such as dehydration and what it does to you and provide a i guess a few things that have worked for me over the years the that have uh helped with uh mitigating heat the effects of heat and uh not not everything that i do will work for everyone some stuff works for me it mightn't work for other people so uh, i guess i guess in the comments and in the facebook page and all this so get everyone involved if you've got any after this episode if you've got any personal experiences or personal tips and tricks you'd like to like to share to pass on to everyone it'd be uh it'd be great and it's good to it's good to start talking about all this stuff during winter and then get ourselves all prepped for summer so we can uh, obviously handle it the best we can first i'm going to talk about the reasons why it is hot underground obviously the the main contributors your your diesel equipment all your trucks and your boggers and everything and all shot croat shot croat's a bloody hot one once they're spraying once uh they're the major major contributors of why it uh, gets hot in your obviously your local active workplaces obviously the main main decline is going to be a lot lot cooler up the top you have only got a sort of trucks trucks driving past every now and then whereas uh if you're down in an active heading when you've got bloody boggers running around you've got shotcrete rigs spraying bloody hot bloody shotcrete everywhere and uh trucks coming in and out of levels that's where it's uh that's your hottest part of the part of the mine and then you've got the the decompression effect as your as your mine goes deeper obviously notoriously they're more hotter mines and that's the that's because of the decompression as the air moves down further it compresses and becomes uh becomes hotter so obviously if you've got let's say 25 degrees wet bulb going through the portal on a hot summer day you can't the the air's not going to get any colder you can't uh it's only going to get hotter the further it goes down so obviously that's why in summer you're going to obviously deal with a lot hotter underground temperatures because you intake air is obviously hotter so that's going to make everything a lot hotter down the bottom so then you've obviously got your vent your vent circuit how uh so obviously the decline usually it's pretty bloody hot down the deep bottom of the decline at the face because you're obviously pushing you're pushing your fans a pretty long distance with your vent bag obviously the longer the vent bag is the less air you're getting out the end longer vent bag means there's more little holes everywhere you lose little bits of air and that's just obviously the less air coming out results in temperatures increasing you've got less air to flush all the hot air hot air out and less cool air coming in geez i've just uh i've just listened back to all that and i've realized i've said about i've said ob- obviously about a thousand times so i've got to i've got to work on not saying obviously another fella actually said in the first intro episode i said ah a bit too much 
So I've got to work on my R's and my obviously. I was about to say one then. Anyway, I think I'm going to replace obviously with anyway. Okay, the next thing I'll talk about is the wet bulb and dry bulb temperatures. Now, when you go to an underground mine, you will start being pretty much hearing about the wet bulb temperature underground. So just a bit of a bit of my my understanding is it of it is that the temperature that you'll get on channel nine news they'll say it's bloody 32 degrees today in perth that's 32 degrees dry bulb so that doesn't take into account the humidity so if you're going to then measure the wet bulb temperature a way a way to do that for example is to get a normal thermometer that measures temperature put a put a damp cloth or a damp cotton bud around it and that'll actually measure the wet bulb temperature which actually takes into account the humidity so when uh your ventilation officer for example is uh giving you the wet bulb temperature in a heading and says it's 31 degrees wet bulb which is bloody getting close to your stop work limits that's usually say 35 degrees dry bulb so 35 degrees dry bulb 31 wet bulb means it's 70 percent humidity so i'll talk to a lot of people about the temperatures we deal with in underground mining so for tradies for example they'll they'll say say to me oh how, how bloody hot is it underground i'll say oh it's it's 31 wet bulbs so that's that's um 35 degrees they're like ah oh, that's not that fucking hot we bloody work in 40 degrees all the time you miners aren't that bloody tough and then obviously then i then i explain that well that's actually 30 in the hot hot areas it's 35 degrees at bloody 70 percent humidity and it's the uh it's the actual humidity that really bloody buggers us up compared to the actual heat itself. So now I'll go on to the effects of heat underground and what it does to us. Why why it is so hazardous. I'll, 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 I like to, not dangerous, I like, I like to use the word hazardous because dangerous implies that uh, obviously underground mining is, uh, is not safe but... Uh, Whereas if you say it's hazardous, it's hazardous means it's look there are ways to control the dangers there. So, well that's what that's what I say to me bloody mum and me grandma that we out that I'm bloody working underground. So, anyway, effects of heat, dehydration that's your biggest one. Just literal literal bloody, you bloody sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage and you're just losing that much fluid and you can't can't replace it. Obviously, you're losing the fluid, you're losing the salts out of your body. And then, obviously, the onsets of you get the bloody, you start getting cranky, you start getting delirious, you start bloody making mistakes. Obviously, there's a, I know for myself, there's a bloody very strong correlation between me, heat, and bent bolts. So, onsets of, uh, so I guess the signs and onsets that you're cooking yourself are, once you start getting cranky, you start feeling faint, you start the the real serious ones that they'll talk about in the meetings is uh, when you actually stop sweating. That's uh, that's that's the onset of heat stroke compared to heat exhaustion, and that's the that's that's when it's getting when it's getting really dangerous. So you know, every everyone's different. Everyone's body's different. Everyone has different different signs. Uh, the cramp. A lot of people get cramps, cramps in your arms, cramps in your bloody fingers, and any all di- all different spots and that's obviously the cramps are primarily due to the loss of salts the salts in your body when you're having the body bloody 
muscles start spasming because there's no bloody bloody salts to keep them running properly. And then when your body's getting that that hot, you actually just start. You end up just bloody cooking your cooking your brain. That's when that's when the when they talk about your potential to potential for a fatality from from heat stroke is you you essentially just overcook yourself. I guess also before I, before I continue on with all this uh, technical information, I'll uh, I will just put the disclaimer that I have no medical qualification at all, and don't don't take this advice to your to your doctor or as as gospel do your own research via Wikipedia. I'm just uh, just winging it based on the safety meetings I've uh, I've been in. I did a bit of research earlier today. I won't lie. Okay, so now that we've gone through all the effects of, effects of heat. Essentially, you bloody the cramp, the cramps, and you get the shits. Now, I want to talk to talk about some of the tips to deal with it, and uh, some of the things I've learned over the years. Some of the things that worked for me, as I as I said, some things that work for me mightn't work for other people. It's all about finding your own secret recipe to deal with heat underground. You might you might be at a bloody cool mine with shitloads of vent, and you don't have to worry about it. But uh, some of us uh, have to deal with it on a on a regular basis, unfortunately. So first one, first one for all the truckies out there, turn your fucking truck off when you're bloody sitting in a stockpile of, above an active level because that, even though the aircon's aircon's nice and cool for you in the cab, you've got to think of all the other workers out there because all that extra heat, any any bit of heat you can remove from the workplace just makes such a difference. All that 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 hot air that your idle truck is uh, exhausting is just going to get sucked into a bloody... 110 kilowatt fan gets fed straight into a bloody jumbo head and where a bloke's working so obviously the the you're reducing the dp diesel particulate matter as well but most importantly you're reducing the heat so that's a big one i then want to talk about electrolytes so electrolytes are the powder supplements you you get provided on site and you put them in your water bottle and that is supposed to replace the salts that you lose from profuse amounts of sweating underground which will then help mitigate cramping but it works for some people doesn't work for doesn't work for others i I personally don't use electrolytes at all i much more rely on food and I'll, i'll get to that next but if you do use electrolytes it's not recommended to use um too much of it i know it, it, it tastes good makes it taste like a bloody orange orange cordial but you end up bloody fucking your kidneys and and all sorts of shit so if you if you are going to use electrolytes um you just want to use oh the bare minimum that's uh yeah that's that's the sort of general consensus i've got over the years so next i want to talk about food as i said before i, I more rely on food than electrolytes obviously uh Foods one I, I think food is one of the biggest things that doesn't get talked about. Uh, war, obviously, water intake and electrolytes get talked about a lot more in regard to preventing uh, preventing bloody incidents related to heat illness. Uh, I think I think food food is just as important, if not more important, because I know every time that I've cooked myself, I've, it's because I haven't eaten enough. And that's why I don't have electrolytes in my water. I rely more on food. You've got enough salts, natural salts, and things in your food that you eat that you shouldn't have to rely on electrolytes to replace it. 
And if you don't eat, you just honestly, that's where a lot of your energy drops off. Once you start losing your energy, you just, you, everything's becoming, all your jobs are becoming harder. You, because you're working harder to get through it, you're sweating more and it's just a, it's just a snowball effect. So I know some, I know when it's, when it's hot, sometimes the last thing you want to do is eat. And when you're busy, you don't want to eat. You want to just feel light. But look, I, I just take a bloody meat and salad wrap down the, down the hole. Uh, usually take two just something bloody not too greasy something just just to fill the fill the guts up give you a bit of energy it's it's usually bloody soggy soggy and bloody mushed by the time you eat it but it, oh, it hasn't bloody hasn't killed me yet anyway so yeah i would, would recommend really trying to bloody I, I know some people that don't eat at all underground and they can do it for a whole shift and they they cope fine with that and that's that's how their body works but i know me personally if i if i don't eat that's when shit just goes wrong i'm bloody hungry i'll get hangry or make mistakes or uh, get bloody start getting the shits uh next one ice in water so my my uh, fella told me early on uh said that if you put if you put too much ice in obviously a cool cool drink is tastes bloody good but if you put that much bloody ice in there the cold water going into your body your body obviously the water might be going in at bloody five degrees whatever your whatever your water bottle temperature is i'm not sure or if it'd be pretty close to freezing if it's got ice in it and your body's got to then heat that water up to 37 degrees whatever your internal body temperature is and that obviously heating that up requires energy and that uses energy of your body and that's why sometimes when you you'll notice when you have real cold water you'll you'll get a headache and you'll start you might feel bloody crook in the guts from it when you're really hot so i i just sort of put one scoop scoop of ice in in the morning just to just to sort of take put a bit of bit of cool in it and i find i'm actually able to the the having real cold water limits the amount of water i can drink so i, I like to have it about that lukewarm it mightn't be the most bloody pleasurable uh drink of water you've ever had but you'll be able to drink a lot more water and keep the fluids up to you a bit better give you a bit give yourself a bit more chance of getting through the shift so if you look if you it's all all trial and error it's just that that's what works for me just if you if you are putting shit loads of ice in and you're finding you're getting bloody headaches and you suffer from heat illness knock back the ice just put one or two scoops in and uh see see how that goes for you uh, next one water water and sweat on clothes obviously when it when it's that bloody hot you can't avoid it you're going to be you're going to be sweating like a pig but un- unfortunately having all that sweat on your body it just means the heat can't escape your body the heat's coming heat's coming out of your body the water's absorbing it all that water's staying on your body and it's it's just it ends up making you making you maintain that bloody heat unfortunately and I've I've only figured this one out recently. So I've, I've always had um, obviously the wellows, the gum boots, and tucked me overalls inside it. And I know when I was at when I was at uh, Telfer, it was because uh, it was bloody hot there. Uh, each each shift, I wouldn't even step in a puddle, and I'd have to empty empty my boots out bloody one once or twice just from purely the amount of sweat that has dripped down my body into my gum boots. And it's like I've been bloody walking in a sump. So I actually started putting, and this is this has just helped me shitloads. I actually started putting my overalls on the outside of my gum boots, 
So it obviously doesn't it doesn't change anything in terms of how the gum boots work. You still, as long as the waters any water levels below your gum boots, you you're not uh you're not going to bloody get bloody wet socks. But what it what it does for me now is all the all the sweat that actually drips down my overalls drips on the outside of my gum boots my bloody feet don't fill up with sweat and i don't have those wet boots all day from profuse amounts of sweating and i'll just and I've, I've noticed my level of sweat has just gone down significantly um i've literally tried it tried it first first shift i did last swing i was bloody sweating like hell did it the old 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 way uh, overalls inside the boots next next shift i put them on the outside and i was just i was so much felt so much better so look that's another one you could try that's worked for me uh another one is just trying to trying to relax um when you're getting bloody hot and bothered if you something something's not going right you're, you're like you're bloody trying to trying to bloody jam a bolt and you can't find the hole you start getting the shits you're trying to trying to charge ahead and you just something's bloody something hasn't been ran you've got to pull down some vent and you start getting behind and you start wigging out and that, that just all leads to the heart rate going up more sweat more heat heat bloody exhaustion more bigger dehydration so it's just trying to trying to stay relaxed and uh relax your whole body and if you I know, I know. I used to, I used to have a bloody hot head on me. Get the shits real easy, and you just, it just, it. There's nothing ever, nothing good ever comes out of it. And I've found that, I guess, I guess a bit, getting a bit older, you get a bit more bloody wiser. It's not, not that bloody old, but I feel, but relaxing now has you know, obviously helped, helped me bloody reduce my sweat and sweat, sweat amounts. So the the main one, I guess, the final one is knowing knowing when to stop is when knowing when you've gone past that point or point of no return because once you once you get past that point of no return where you've pretty well bloody cooked yourself that's it you're on or you're usually done for the whole shift then there's no coming back from that you're just gonna have to either struggle through with cramps and you're just gonna feel shit for the rest of the shift so you've got really got to know the signs and symptoms leading up to it and when you feel yourself getting to that stage just thought right just stop five minutes like god you got you got you got an 11 hour shift pretty much of working working time usually maybe maybe less um if you five taking five minutes here or there it will probably save you bloody 15 or 20 of all the bloody mistakes you make when you're going through heat heat exhaustion um so if you can obviously realize the signs and symptoms have a break just five minutes just bloody relax even shut your eyes and just try and bloody regulate your breathing and um even just dry off go stand under a bloody uh under a hole in the vent bag get a bit of extra air on you you'll uh you'll notice a massive difference and it's uh because it's a especially if you're doing bloody two and one you got to deal with this shit for 14 days straight yeah it's just a bloody absolute battle so you want to find find ways to get through it every day so there you go. That's the that's Matt Michael's bloody expertise on heat in underground mines. Whether it's uh, correct, incorrect, uh, who who knows? That's the the beauty of podcasts. You can bloody say anything you want. Really, it's whether anyone listens to it or takes it on board. So, I, hopefully, uh, hopefully someone's got something out of this. Uh, learn learn. It's usually easier to learn from other people's mistakes than your own. So, if as I, as I said on the on the Life of Mine Facebook page and uh, 
uh, on love to hear all your comments and everything regarding this episode if there's any any other tips as i said you've got the things that work for you or even look you might disagree you might disagree with some of the stuff i'll say why why not why the bloody hell not a uh, bit of confrontation won't bloody hurt anyone so look po- post your post any feedback comments it'd be be great to hear from you even as, as i said on the life of mine facebook page you can there's a send message button there so if you do want to get in contact with me or uh, send us send us a message via that make sure you like the page make sure you subscribe to the podcast uh, as i said in the intro you'll be able to, you can find it on apple apple podcast spotify stitcher all the google podcasts all those bloody ones so give us a subscribe link i think if you put a rating too that's uh, supposed to spread the word more because oh, i don't know who else is going to listen to this that's not involved in underground mining but look you never know you never know they might just like the sound of my monotone aussie voice i certainly know the american exchange students loved it back at uni so they uh they were like oh my god you're so aussie so yeah no thanks everyone thanks everyone tuning in uh next next episode i'd say this will be the next episode i've got john o johnson the director of australian resources contractor coming in for an interview on monday so we'll uh talk uh, talk about uh his uh, career in proficient career in air legging should be great. He's a he's a great bloke and he's done done bloody well for himself. He's kind of really cap- capitalised on his uh, expertise in air legging, so can't can't wait for that. And that'll be uh, that episode will be out next week. So uh, look look forward to look forward to publishing it. I'll uh, I'll work on me obviously in me R's R's again. I've I've noticed I've just pumped a shitload of them out again. Oh, it's, I wonder why it's obviously. Wonder why obviously is the one on bloody. Like a bloody got obvious threats, obviously. Yes, any anyway. Thanks everyone. Have a great rest of the weekend. Be safe at work if you are there. And uh, remember, tighten your bloody wheel nuts. Gotcha.